Yesterday, I had a phone conversation. It was scheduled days in advance, and I was trying to learn more about what we call conviction review units. And the person I was speaking with uh, said something to me that shook me up a little bit. They didn't mean to shake me up, but I want to talk about what they said. It was about how people who are guilty of the crimes they've committed, how they're being treated in jails and prisons, just in our country in general. And I want to tell that story, and I want to dig in and talk about what's going on in prisons in Mississippi, particularly Parchment Prison, a horrible hellhole of a place. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. Yesterday, I was on a phone call with Chris, who I work with at the Action Pack, and our friend and advisor and and justice reform expert, Jess Brand. And we were talking about how city after city and county after county, how they're finally establishing conviction review units and how these units are supposed to be designed to review the cases of men and women who were wrongly convicted, and those units are supposed to help exonerate those people. And uh, we had a long, winding conversation about how those units work, and Jess was just kind of giving me a tutorial on how they work, how they don't work, what is working in other places, and I was just trying to sharpen my toolbox on things that I could support to help more people. And one of the things that Jess said to me uh, caused me to think about it all day long. She said to me, she said, Sean, a lot of us, and Jess was a former public defender for years, she said, Sean, a lot of us have a concern about the hyper-focus on the wrongly convicted. And at first, I, I didn't know where that was going, okay? Because wrongly convicted people, we need to do anything and everything we can to exonerate them. Nobody should spend a day, a week, a month, a season, a year. Some people spend decades, generations in prison for crimes they didn't commit. It's such an abomination that it deserves the focus and attention that we give it. But she said, Sean, there, there is a, a strange, unintended consequence. She said, the focus by a number of groups and organizations and conviction review units and things like it, the focus on exonerating those who aren't guilty has created this weird space where Democrats and Republicans alike, people all across the political spectrum, really don't care what happens to guilty people. Like there's very little concern 
about the conditions, about the sentencing. There's very little concern about people who've been convicted of crimes they actually committed. And the concern for them, the millions, is disproportionately small compared to the concern for the thousands of people who are indeed wrongly convicted and need that focus and attention. But she said, Sean, because the attention is so disproportionate, people are basically locking millions and millions of people who were convicted, locking them up and throwing away the key. And the level of advocacy on behalf of the millions who were convicted for crimes they committed is so low. And I don't think any place personifies that more than what we see going on right now at this very moment at Parchman Prison. Some people call it Parchman Farm, a place that was created in the shadows of slavery to basically be new slavery in Mississippi. I I have something that I want you to do, and I'm going to continue to ask you over and over and over again to do this So please just do it. There's a book that I need you to read. And if you don't read the book, that's fine. I need you to at least watch the documentary based on the book. The book is called Slavery by Another Name. And it won the Pulitzer Prize. It was a book that changed the way I saw the whole world, not just this country. It made made me see the world in a brand new way. Slavery by Another Name. And its documentary is equally powerful. And it was produced by my friend and brother, Sam Pollard. And if you Google slavery by another name documentary, it's on PBS online and you can watch it. It's 90 minutes. And, you you know, read the book, but being able to see the documentary and see the footage, hear the voices, see the images of institutions that were created as soon as slavery as we knew it ended, institutions that were created to pick up that mantle and run with it and did so for generation after generation after generation was when I first came to understand that when we say mass incarceration was just a continue a continuation of of slavery like that's not hyperbole no like we mean that literally mass incarceration the modern systems structures buildings prisons institutions laws policies personnel it was literally just an a continuation of slavery in the book slavery by another name which won the pulitzer prize and the documentary slavery by another name which won awards all over the country, illustrates that. And at the center of that is a place that was originally called Parchman Farm, which was just a horrible death camp for men who had been so-called emancipated, quote-unquote emancipated from slavery in Mississippi 
but were then worked to death regularly. And they were normally convicted. But let me push back on that, and this is what Slavery by Another Name talks about. These men would be convicted of what were often called vagrancy laws, like out after 10 p.m. Hey, what are you doing? You can't walk out here after 10 p.m. Hey, what are you doing walking on this highway? This highway, you're not allowed to walk on this highway. They would send you to Parchman Prison. Like this highway is for cars only. This highway is for horses only. Oh, you have to have a permit to walk on this highway. Well, I didn't know I had to have a permit. You're, you're under arrest. They'd send you to Parchman Prison for anything. Speaking too loud on a street corner, Parchman Prison. And literally, they would over and over and over and over again work people to death. Well, to this day, Parchman Farm, which is now just Parchman Prison, exists in Mississippi. And I would be shocked if you had not yet seen the horrible conditions there, because at least in my world, on my social media feeds, almost every day I'm seeing hidden behind-the-scene footage of what's going on in Parchman Prison right this very moment. I mean yesterday. And me and many of my friends and colleagues and partners and others are not only talking with and, and having communication with people either in Parchman or connected to people in Parchman, but... Jay-Z has just weighed in and has even filed an injunction against Parchman Prison for their horrible conditions. People are being murdered, tortured, forced to live in wings of Parchman Prison that were actually shut down and condemned years ago with filthy water, with no sanitary conditions. I, I, I feel horrible even describing what we're seeing. But what we're seeing is people stabbed to death, people shot to death. Literally, I have seen so many horrible, bloody images of men who've been murdered or men who were hardly, barely clinging to life. I see images of men with rising water in their cells and in the water. The water is dirty feces water. I mean, like, it just horrible conditions that if we saw anybody being treated that way in Iraq or Iran or North Korea or Russia, people here would be saying, look at the horrible ways they treat people in, in China. But no, that's right. It's right there in the heart of good old U.S. of A where people are being treated in ways that animals are not allowed to be treated in this country. You know, right now, Mississippi has the third highest incarceration rate in the nation. And this itself is a horrific injustice. And it's driven by extreme sentencing laws that are disproportionately, as they have always been, applied to black men. But this fact matters deeply Because Mississippi's prisons are extraordinarily deadly. Last year, more than 75 people died in Mississippi's prisons. 16 last August alone, 
And again, in 2019 and 2020, the deaths are spiking again at an extreme rate. And we have so many horrible reports of people who are suffering, who are suffering in Parchman prison. And not just Parchman, but we're now getting reports which are so hard to get your hands on. People are basically having to smuggle out information about their mistreatment all over Mississippi's prisons. And it's, it's an atrocity. These are human rights violations. But what I'm coming to understand is that in this country, we have what I call throwaway people that some of us are fully willing to see discarded, mistreated. And because they don't check a certain box, they're not a voter. They're not white. They're not wealthy. They have a criminal record. Because they check some boxes or don't check other boxes, they are treated not for not for hours, but for decades, generations, centuries. People are mistreated in ways that we should never accept. And I see it right now all over Mississippi. And in fact, while many stories of the mistreatment of men in Mississippi's prisons have really gone viral in great part because what's happening in Parchment is extreme. We're getting very little information about the mistreatment of women, but we're seeing those reports of women in women's prisons being mistreated, abused, murdered, and things are getting worse. And what we see is widespread corruption in the Mississippi correctional system. And even that, damn that name, correctional. What are you correcting? Who are you correcting? How are you correcting them? And we see leaked photos, leaked videos of things that should be condemned. And it gets all the way back to what what Jess told me. She said, Sean, people care so little about those who've been convicted, innocent or not, guilty or not. They are treated in a, a deeply inhumane manner. And um, I am, I'm disgusted. And in this country where we have throwaway people, maybe people who are homeless, treated like throwaway people. People don't even care. People who may have a public mental illness that that you feel inconveniences you when you're out and about because you see them or hear them. And we just treat them like throwaway people. And it should not be the case. And we have to do better. And what I need you to understand is that this nation not only creates the conditions that allow people to be thrown away, they created the conditions that produced so many people in these horrible circumstances. 
I hope I can focus more on not just what's happening in Mississippi's jails and prisons, but I hope we can focus more on people that still deserve advocacy, regardless of their conviction, regardless of their status, regardless of whether or not we see them as people of means or privilege. Every human being deserves a baseline of human dignity. And I need you to understand that what's going on right now in Mississippi violates that baseline of how everyday people should ever be treated. And that, I'll close with this thought. That's why I love the idea. In a state like Vermont, right now, at this very moment, in Vermont, even incarcerated people are allowed to vote. And it's just, it's part of what makes you an American citizen. That as an American citizen, you have the right to vote. And Vermont, people have been able to do that for generations. It's actually a part of their constitution. And it's why we should fight for things that just allow a base level of citizenship, a base level of human dignity to allow people to feel like they are fully human. Break it down. The break, the break, the break, the break, the break, the break. The break, the break, the break.